Hi, everyone. Thanks for coming back to another episode of the Weld.com podcast. Today, I have with me a new guest host for Weld.com. Her name is Kat Tudor. She is from Ontario, Canada. Kat, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Nice having me. Thank you for having me. Sorry. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and give everybody a little background about you since they're going to start seeing you on our channel and on our site, like give them some background about um, how you got into the industry and where you went to school and things like that. Yeah, definitely. So I've been welding for about eight years now, um, teaching for about two years. So I started out um, after high school. I, I served and bartended for quite a while. And then I was looking for something else to do that was going to make me money. I was going to be able to find a job in it. Uh, benefits were a big thing that I was looking for because that was something I wasn't receiving serving, even though I was making good money. So um, it was actually me and my sister one day were like, we need to, I should get into a trade. And then uh, welding came to mind. So I applied for welding, um, went to school for welding. I ended up loving it uh, and being quite, I I would say, pretty good at it. Um, So went to school. That was a two-year program at uh, Fleming College. And from there, I got a job after school in a fabrication shop. Uh, mainly welding stainless and aluminum, uh, but still doing some MIG welding there, the odd stick on the side, uh, but mainly stainless and aluminum TIG welding. Uh, And I was a fabricator as well. So my day wasn't just welding. I would, I'd get my drawings in the morning. uh, I'd interpret those drawings, cut my material, form my material, uh, fit and then weld it up. So that's where I spent a good uh, five years. From there, um, I've done jobs from home as well in between the time. That's where I did more of my stick because I work more as a TIG welder. Um, And from there, I got a job at Durham College and I teach there uh, the two-year welding program. And I also teach uh, the welding apprentices and the plumbing apprentices and the millwrights uh, how to weld. So I teach women of men of all ages. So I've taught men and women that are twice my age, to the young students just getting out of high school. Um, we've done even high school classes for some of the high school students. Uh-huh. Uh, so really trying to get those numbers up for the females getting into the trade. Um, but yeah, it's been a, a great uh, time so far. Teaching has been wonderful. So I'm looking forward to where it will lead from there. So what kind of um, things did you fabricate at your first job? Like what kind of welding were you doing or like what kind of projects? So we would work on um, anything from different types of conveying products. So things that would go for sugar factories or plastic factories, um, so a lot of bottom, um, different pipe systems, uh, then custom fabrication. So I've done everything from when the city needs something to put on their trucks to keep the salt off their cameras in the wintertime or the, the stuff they have on, on their machines. Uh, we do that for them. So it, we have, get all different jobs. So it depends on where it's coming from. So custom fabrication as well, but a lot of uh, piping systems, uh, silo bottoms, things that are used a lot for grains, uh, sugar factories and, and that type of thing. So it's, you need to, a lot of it's stainless steel and uh, aluminum based. Okay. 
And then did you have any other family members that were welders or in another trade? So that's one thing. Yeah, I get that often asked. Uh, so no, I come from a family of all females. So we're just a, uh, my family's just a small little family. Of, I grew up with just my mom, and my sister. Uh, mm -hmm. So actually, if, if anything needed a hammer in the house, my mom would usually grab a high heel shoe, right? And use yeah. that because we didn't have a hammer around. So uh, coming from, no, a family without any trades background, and I've done well for myself. So it doesn't, doesn't take someone that comes from a trades background or you don't need to come with that base knowledge, even though that, that comes in hand or comes handy uh -huh. uh, coming into the trade with that. You don't need that. Um, and, and you can go far. There's plenty of different avenues you can take. So though I ended up in a shop uh, welding stainless and aluminum and fabricating there, I could have gone off to do uh, robotics work or I could have done CNC work. Right. So there's so many different areas I could have gone, uh, which is nice about welding as well. It's not like I have one section I need to stay in. Right. There's so many different areas I can go. Yeah. Did your sister get into the you said that you were talking to your sister about it. Did she end up getting into a trade as well? Yeah. So she's actually a CNC operator right now. So she works on different machines uh, doing that at the factory she works at. So nice yeah, That's interesting. yeah. What, what did your mom say whenever you both went to her and you both said what did she say like like why do you guys want to do that right I know it's, it's a big switch so we were yeah. both uh servers and bartenders for quite a while and like I said we made good money doing that the security wasn't there right so I yeah. wanted a job where I had the security I got benefits uh and I was able to work up in the trade right yeah. or and I didn't have one set position for the rest of my time uh so that's where welding and, and a job in the skilled trades is is great my mom actually she was a tradie too in her way she was a, a hairdresser right so in a different mm -hmm. style she was a she worked in the trades that one not as lucrative so she wasn't yeah. making as much money a little bit harder it's not the same thing not a skilled trade so um but still that same idea of a base of a trade and she was always she has that skill always to work off of, though. It is right. a trade. So even now, she's a little bit older. Uh, she's not working full time anymore, but she still goes around and she has her clientele of, of, hair, of hair people that she likes to go and do their hair, right? So yeah. um, just having a trade alone is, is uh, good to have in your pocket for sure. Yeah, because nobody can ever take it from you. Exactly, right? Yeah, that's and you got a you had a good background at least because look what happened with COVID. Look at how many people were bartenders or servers and then COVID happened and exactly. the restaurant shut down and like they were all like suffering, yeah. you know, on unemployment and is right. my gonna open up and now like people were getting unemployment and now they like yeah. don't wanna go back to work. Like I And that's a large group of people like and it's it's a it's a, also a job serving. I always tell my students because a lot of them uh, before COVID hit, that's what they were doing as their part time job during school, and they don't realize how it is. It is such a hard job, right? You deal with all different people every day, so that leads into any career. So um, doing that actually helped me out now, um, coming from just welding behind a desk and not talking to other people than other than the the worker other workers right or other welders on the floor yeah. um now i still have that skill of being able to talk to a group of people right and uh and carry on a conversation and i feel like that came from my years of serving as well so. right to be able to 
listen, you have to check your like life at the door kind of. So it puts yeah. you in perspective. Like if you're having a bad day, you can't go be a bartender and be like grumpy because people like aren't going to want to be around you or like tip you good. So it makes exactly. you prepared to like go into a classroom setting and like check your personal life at the door and like be ready to like teach your students. Exactly. Yeah. So what exactly, like, how did it present itself that you had the opportunity to become a teacher? So uh, actually, I heard about that through another welder, that they were looking for uh, instructors. So um, I went in, I did a few weld tests, um, had some interviews with um, people from the college. Um, From there, I've taken adult learning courses. So I'm carrying on through those. So actually right now I'm still doing courses. So I'm working my way up to get my master's. So uh, that will help in teaching as well. So um, with those courses, those help with teaching in the classroom, right? So with that, with my skilled trade um, and the schooling, my two-year program schooling and and, uh, working towards my Red Seal, uh, it really helps for all the apprentices I'm working with, right? So um, things that they're working on are, are things that I'm, it hasn't been years since I've worked on everything, right? I'm, I'm nice and fresh. I've worked for a good amount of time, but I'm, I'm skilled and I'd like to say uh, most processes, right? I, and I'm knowledgeable in all those processes as well. So it's nice being able to work one-on-one with the students and especially for those younger students, it's I'm in that younger age where I can kind of talk to them in a different way. I feel like it gets some of the information across a little bit better to them. And uh, everybody's skills a little bit different. I tell my students, I'm always learning. I learn off of everyone, right? So um, I tell everybody to keep that in mind. Someone might do something a little different than you, but you can always learn. Yeah, for sure. I think that that's really important that anyone who like wants to be a teacher that you don't just go and become a teacher and just teach the ways that like you've learned like up until that point that you continue your education too and that you are always learning I think that's so important because technology is changing how yes yeah different kind of policies are changing or safety or you know one way you learned how to do something might not be so safe and now they have like a a safer way or a more efficient way to do things. Yes. So like, yeah. What kind of um, what kind of classes are you taking right now? Do you do you say you're taking some welding classes too right now? Uh, no welding classes. So like I'm I'm done with my welding classes. <laughs> um, I just on the side I'm gonna be doing my Red Seal qualifications. That's just been paused because of COVID. So the last bit of that is just a a paper test. Um. And a couple of welds that I have to do to do that. You have to have your hours in in Canada. So you work for a set amount of hours after you would go to school for a two-year welding program. You work, uh, accumulate your hours, and then you qualify uh, for your red seal by t- uh, completing six weld tests. So uh, different processes. So there's like a TIG open route. You have your flux core, uh, some stick tests in there. And then... Uh, and then the red seal testing. So that allows you to travel, right? Oh, a bit okay. more as I was well. wondering so, what it is. I've never heard of it before. Yeah. So that's the, th- that we have in Canada and that allows you to travel um, with your skill and, and, and it be valuable wherever you go. Um, okay. So you don't have to like retest at different places once you have that? Uh, switching provinces. 
is where uh, it would be in handy, right? So yeah. uh, if you have your tickets, so being certified in your CWB tickets, if that's something different, that would stay in province with you. And uh, that you could, those are transferable tickets. So you could transfer to uh, another location with those tickets. Um, TIG here, they're not transferable tickets. So you get your tickets in-house. So wherever you're working, they'll ticket you on that process. And then you're ticketed there. If you go anywhere else, they need to reticket you. So there's certain certifications. A red seal is basically like your master of all welding is what oh. we have here in Canada. Is how you could see, is how you could see it, right? Yeah, thanks for <laughs> Of all processes. So what is your favorite part of welding class to teach? Like whenever you get to like this part of the class, like it's like you're excited to teach it. Uh, so my favorite part uh, is probably welding. So when I get my the students in the classroom, it, uh, talking more about a first day. So when I get fresh students, um, usually majority of our students, it's still males, right? So we're still trying to pick those numbers up with females. Mm -hmm. uh, but majority males will still have some females in the class. They may be surprised first day that I'm their teacher walking in. Um, I don't exactly look like what you'd see on a poster for a welder and I'm I'm not the same age I'm not older that as like some of the other instructors are so uh when I first walk in some of them seem a little surprised at first um and then once we go through theory class they really understand that I know that material I think they're still always waiting until we get to shop class to see like okay can this girl do anything right you kind of see that a little bit on some people's faces so I like when we get to shop and I just am able to do those demos for the students, uh, work one-on-one -on -one with the students. And my favorite part would be when those students are leaving and they really have absorbed all that information and they're coming up to say thank you, right? Or when the students go to test their, uh, for their tickets and they've gotten those uh, tickets. So like, it's not even just students at this point, we bring to call the college at Durham College, we do uh, General Motors they send in all their millwrights to be trained in uh, all position stick welding. So that's another thing we do as well. So me and a few other instructors uh, will be in there training them and teaching them in all positions. So when they test at the end of the week and they test for whatever positions they're going for and they get those, it just makes you feel so good when you hear that they've gotten those tickets, right? So yeah. um, that's probably the best part about the job is uh, yeah, seeing seeing everybody actually achieve what they're wanting to at the end, right? And then head off into the workforce, so. Have you ever had a student, like, challenge you, like, that they thought that they could lay down a weld better than you? Uh, yeah, or challenge me with a question. They think that, that maybe, that I may be wrong about something. And yeah, and I love that, right? So that's mm -hmm. all about what learning is. Because then I can show them why maybe what they're, they're pointing out is either if it is wrong, why it's wrong, or if it may be right in some way, uh, why that is right. So a lot of the time, here's an example. So um, teaching stick welding, we're on the 7018 rods. So I teach them how they're low hydrogen rods and they need to be kept in an oven for structural welding. Mm -hmm. right? So we go through that. And I always have a few students at the beginning say, well, my buddy, has a welder and he doesn't keep those rods in an oven and he welds all the time in his garage. And so that's fine, right? I tell them that's totally fine. But if you're structural welding and out in the field, 
you're not going to be using those rods that have been out of the oven for more than four hours, right? So I tell them why that would be fine. It's because you're not structural welding, but uh, teaching them the reason why you can and can't do that. So I do like when they do that as well. So it ends up uh, being a bit of a learning, <clears throat> a learning uh, process there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What do you think the best advice has ever been that you've received, like, about, like, your welding career? Hi, everyone. If you go to store.linkinelectric.com, you can use our promo codes weld.com10, which is 10% off of equipment, and weld.com20, which is 20% off gear and accessories. These are valid through the end of the year. And weld.com is spelled out W-E-L-D-D-O-T-C-O-M. And then you just put 10 or 20 afterwards. And there's a section on their online store site where you can go to new products and promotions. And right now they actually have the Aspect 230 DC welder on sale for $3,721.54. So go save an extra 10%. Um, what would it be? Probably just to be confident and then to get comfortable. Because at the beginning, I think I felt really rushed and I would be nervous. So I would try to do things quickly. Even when I first started teaching, right? I was coming back out of working in a shop for so long. So I was in, in front of a class of 25 students, 30 students, and I'm having to do demonstrations and, and this. It, I, sometimes I would feel like I rushed setting, setting everything up for myself. So I was less comfortable throughout my demo. Mm -hmm. um, so learning like certain things like that, like take your time. Confidence is such a big thing. I was talking about uh, to one of the other instructors the other day that I, it comes a little bit with age as you get older, I find, but it also comes with experience, but you'll gain that confidence. So as being a female um, coming into a male's trade, a male dominated trade, sorry. Um, it can be a little intimidating, but just over time you do gain that confidence and then you do, uh, you believe in yourself that you can keep doing what you're doing, right? So I think the, the main thing would be probably get comfortable and be confident. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I can, I can only imagine that it would feel like you're, you're a woman and then you're staying there, you're a little bit younger. So they'd be looking at you. So you like got to prove yourself more as an educator, like before you can even like get like their, them hooked. You know what I mean? You got to like prove yourself. Whereas like a guy might not have to do that. That's so true. So that's where I've, I've tried to explain that before to even another male instructor and I, um, and they kind of understand, right. It's, it's, it's just coming from a different coming in with a different mindset like you don't expect that when you first come in I don't know if I would even expect it I never had a female instructor I would have loved to have a female welding instructor that would have been awesome I didn't have that at my school when I took that uh, welding but I, I, I might have thought oh it would have been a surprise at first it would have been a great surprise but it would have been maybe a little surprise so no matter if it's a, a surprise in a great way or a surprise in a weary way I'm going to turn that to everybody wanting to be in my class. Like I have, like that's my, I'm determined to make everybody leave that class. Even if they don't like me, you don't have to like me. You're gonna learn to weld from me is yeah. my goal. You know what I mean? So 
So do you have um, flexibility with your, like, with your course? Like, are you able to, like, make, like, your own quizzes or stuff like that? Or is there, like, a curriculum that's, like, pretty, like, set in stone? So that's what I do. I make my own quizzes. Uh, like, it's based off a of curriculum. So we run off of, you have your, what we call our basic learning outcomes. And um, basically what you need to have taught through that semester. So you have your baseline of what you need to teach. And then from there, I've created, now I've, I've taught for a, a little while now into my, I'm into my second, uh, I'm over two years teaching now. So I have quite a bit that I've built for myself um, to keep myself moving. So at the beginning, my first year, it was a lot of, at home prepping for my classes, making sure I was getting, putting my slides together, uh, quizzes and everything. Now I've got my base set material, so it's nicer moving forward. If things change, I just revamp my information and, and switch it up a bit. But that was something, yes, I did for myself. And I, I find it's best that way. I don't like the class, that's one thing. I sometimes have students come in in a theory class. The theory classes, if you're wondering what that is, is right where we have them right in the classroom. So we'll sometimes have those for an hour. Then we all meet in the shop afterwards for their either two or four hour well class. Um, but some people ask, okay, well, are you just going to be reading off the slides? And that's one thing I don't like doing. Because I remember not liking when my teacher did that. I felt like, well, I could just be reading this online, right? Or yep. if it's just material grabbed off of Google, right? So um, that's not really research. You're coming from an experienced instructor. So um that's one thing. It's nice to have someone actually talk through it to you. So you're not just reading it off of the screen and giving you examples, right? Coming from the field where that might be used or why wouldn't that work, right? Um, I like doing that for them. So uh, that's one thing. Yeah. And making our own slides, our own quizzes, we do do that. So do you do any welding outside of school? Like, do you weld at home or do you have any projects that you do for yourself or like a little side business or anything like that? So I always do anything that's asked for. So the last thing I did was a fuel tank uh, for someone at the college. So an aluminum fuel tank for um, their race car they were building. I'm not sure too much into it. farther into that. I was just asked to build it. <laughs> so I built yeah. that for them. Um, and that was the last thing. I've done since then because school gets busy once uh, after winter break. So I did that just before the winter break, but it's, now it's whenever I can fit things in. So uh, if it's a big project for someone, it depends on if I have the time for it. Um, but yeah, anything I do is usually uh, more stainless and aluminum. People usually will ask for something that's aluminum for me because that's more of my go-to quicker to get done to as well. So now that you are going to be a guest host on Weld.com, we just uh, made that official in yeah. the last couple of weeks. So we're super excited to have you. What types of videos do you have ideas to do so people can kind of have an idea about what to look out from you? So I would love to do uh, so stick welding videos. Um, so running you through like proper process for if you were ever wanting to challenge for tickets to actually get ticketed in your stick welding and to actually properly know how to weld those, uh, weld with a, a low hydrogen rod, those rods we were talking about, go through that and the different types of rods, that's a big thing. Uh, 
another thing is TIG welding. I'd love to do TIG welding videos. So any stainless or aluminum, anything like that. I'm also, I love to fabricate. So doesn't have to be them just welding it in the video. I can form it for you too. So if you want anything broke, right? I can break it, roll it, form it, fit it up and then weld it for you. So anybody wants to see any of that, that's also fun to see um, working on any of that machinery as well, just forming up uh, that of a piece before we weld her up. But yeah, tape's my favorite, my go-to, but I still love stick welding. Um, I do love teaching that as well. Uh, MIG, I'll, I'll show you any type of MIG, hard wire or flux core. But uh, we also have sub arc at the school. So if anybody would like to see that run, I can always do a little bit of that for you to show you through. Nice. And uh, and the plasma cutting table and everything. Like that. We've got some nice machinery at the school and we keep getting more. so. It's a good spot to to do any videos if I need to. But uh, yeah, Durham College has some, uh, the program is great there. Um, we keep revamping each year. So that's where I'll be based doing all of my videos from. Um, and yeah, so if you have any suggestions on what you would like to see, uh, I'm open to anything. That's awesome. So right now, when would be like the next time that like your classes would be starting? So if someone was interested in going to school in your area, like when would they be able to like get in? Right. They would have to start in like, would you have summer semester? Cause they would be too late to start right now. Right. Yeah. So now we're already into this semester. So your next semester, if you were going for the two year welding engineering program or any of those two-year base programs or three-year base programs where they're starting, they would start in the fall, so in September. Okay. So you could apply now and you could be in for September if you wanted to. Um, we do run classes for the summertime. I'm there all summer, but I work with not just the two-year uh, program, I also do the apprentices, right? So any of the day release people, so people are being sent out from their work for either just a day or they come in for a week, but it's a block. So it'll be like a month or two straight of them coming in each day. And then they go back to work. Uh, those people, uh, they go through at the summertime. So that's why I'm there still in the summer. So if you ever would like to come down and see the shop, I can always do you um, a run through. So if anybody's interested in taking a course at Durham College, especially in the weld shop, I can always give you a tour. Nice. So do you want to... Tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, so you can find me at, uh, at WelderCat. So it's WeldHer. So W-E-L-D-H-E-R-K-A-T uh, on Instagram. And that's my, my main spot right now. So TikTok, I just put up a few videos, but they're mainly just to feed into my Instagram. But yeah. you can follow me on there too. Okay, awesome. All right, we're definitely excited to see some videos from you. And we've actually been telling um, all of the educators since we recently brought on more educators is ask your students too. the next time you're in class, ask them like, hey, like, you know, you know, I've showed you videos in the past. What type of video do you think would be helpful to other students and see if your students give you some ideas, too. And if I get any messages um, from our podcast, I'll let you know as well. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. I feel like they would they'd love to give some suggestions for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, Perfect. thanks for joining me on the podcast. Yes. Thanks so much for having me. Okay. See That's you again good. next week, guys. Okay. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. 
made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.